You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. So if you're looking for any type of batteries, whether it's for your truck, your car, your trail cameras, your rangefinder, stop into a local Interstate Batteries retail location. There are thousands upon thousands of them all over the United States. Talk with a battery specialist and get the batteries that you need to go on with your life. Interstate batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Thomas. With me today, Micah, Andy, as usual. Yep. And our buddy, Pat. What's up, man? How's it going? Lucky Pat. Lucky Pat. Today, we got a good one. We're going to talk about a little bit of a... It is not a good one. No, it's... (laughs) Every episode we do is a good one. Our episode is good. The story is not. Uh, We're going to talk about our 2020 elk trip slash trips. Our camping trip that we went on. <laughs> Bow hiking trip. Yeah. Oh, shit. That was good. Uh, and then we're going to get into uh, whitetail season, kind of our plans and You know, just what's going on. It's early season still. So yeah. we just kind of go over what we've been doing and what we're going to be doing a little bit. So not get too deep. Yeah. Just kind of a overall idea about what we're going to kind of get into uh, this, this deer season. So um, there's some fun times. We talk about. Or successes <laughs> in Colorado. Um, and all the fun stuff that we had happen. I mean, not only we did was a season kind of a, a shitty season, we, we couldn't even freaking make it home. Yeah. So it was a interesting year. So we, we kind of go into that. Um, thought it would be a good episode for everybody just because we have been kind of talking about it. So enjoy the show. You guys got anything else before we get started? No. No, I don't. No. 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 <laughs> yep. All right, fellas, this is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. All right, this show is going to be full of excitement and depression all together. Frustration. Frustration, uh, anticipation, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, We're going to have a little bit of a elk season recap uh, just because we you know we have people probably wondering we've had some facebook posts and instagram posts kind of throughout the season and the season took a odd turn for us as well so we'll uh we'll kind of recap the elk season uh andy looks like he's about to walk the hell out of here (laughs) i have one thing to say that's about it uh we got our buddy pat with us too so, buddy. Yeah, there was some, uh, there uh, was some success. We'll yeah. get to that. Uh, that's what that's what Patrick's here for. Um, all in all, it was a just a different elk season. I uh, think you miss you miss said crap crappy <laughs> crappy elk season. What it wasn't it, it wasn't yeah. different. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't different. <laughs> it, it was straight <laughs> shit. Yeah, it was crap. That's what it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, and I listen. There's still memories, and you know, you got to go out and be on the mountain, but. Yeah, as far as the actual hunting side of it, uh, it's about as worst, uh, as bad as we've any of us have ever seen it. Uh, so, okay, so to break it down for everybody, we had 
kind of two <coughs> two trips, um, which was the weird thing altogether, right? So our, our two our, part event for two part event, a nightmare for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had a last second change in plans, unfortunately. Andy, his dad, and our buddy Mike, Andy's brother in law, yep. weren't able to go due to some family medical reasons. The COVID. Uh, <laughs> the COVID, and they had that quarantine. So um, they, they weren't, didn't. They weren't actually sick. They just, they were. We had a quarantine. Yeah, yeah, you had a quarantine because of And didn't want to take chances. So they didn't get to go uh, right at the last second. I mean, we're talking. We morning, left. Morning of. What day we leave on a Sunday? Monday. Monday. We left on a. It was I found morning out, of. I found I could not go the morning. Mon- yeah, you Monday guys all left. Yeah. And uh, so it, it was a. Uh, Big, you know, change right at the beginning. Uh, then we got to go, obviously. Got out there, um, and this is good that people are out, but it's, it, at least in our area that we go hunting, there were hunters all over the place. Yeah. I mean, it was it was crazy. Yeah, um, we, we usually, you know, a little history, we go to this one spot, and we usually have this, we hit this one mountain up for the first two, three days, because it's usually hot then. And then after that, that's when we kind of explore, explore a little more, go a few, few more different spots. That's choking. But <laughs> you start playing B through D, basically after right, that. Yeah. Right. So, but this year we got there, and we were on playing like D on day two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is, but well, oh. just to sum it up, like we so got there, and then we found <laughs> like we hunted. We went there normally, like we normally do. Got out there, there was no sign. We ran into. Two, three hunters that opening day. Sure. And then looking back, we come to find out that there was like four different camps camping all throughout the entire mountain that we usually go to. And right. usually there's no camps on yeah. the mountain, but for yeah. you guys, they were on the mountain yeah. that you're trying to hunt. So they're in the middle where we right. think elk are. Right. right, right. So that just kind of, so, I mean, we just kind of. Rolled I mean, with the punches? We rolled, we, we went everywhere, pretty much <laughs> <laughs> everywhere else, and it just. It it you know it wasn't like it normally was. It wasn't for a lack of effort. It sounds like for you guys. Oh, and okay. I and I blame this all on Pat for being like, ah, oh, we'll kill one in thirty minutes, just like last year. Uh. <laughs> well, see, the problem was you guys didn't stay where I wanted to stay long enough. <laughs> that was the best part of the there all day. So me and Micah and Pat go opening opening morning together, right? And we went up to the spot that Pat killed his last year. Yeah, and it's one of Andy's spots, and, he's, and we're like, he's gone, so let's take his spot. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, like 10 o'clock rolls around, we hadn't seen anything, so it was, I'm like... It was nine. Okay, nine, sorry. <laughs> we got up the mountain real fast. And uh, so I'm like, hey, let's let's move, and First I'm like, all, you know, Pat, what do you think? And Pat's like, I don't know, this was my only plan. <laughs> <laughs> this is all I got, guys. I was literally going to sit there until the wind shifted, and then I was just going to start walking. I said, Pat's probably right, because usually between 9 and 10 was that that sweet spot that we have had. But at that point, you see no fresh signs. You see, I mean, obviously, you had to make a decision and start beating feet, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, it was odd. And like I said, then we, we get up to the top of the mountain once the – and this is all opening day, like I'm saying. I mean, um, once the wind shifted, we, we hunkered down for a while, waited for the wind to, to shift all the way. And uh, we finally get up after taking our kind of siestas and stuff and – that means nap. we get bugled at right off the top of the, <laughs> the mountain as soon as we get up. Siesta, it's the same thing, right? Siesta nap. Yeah, it's just a cooler way to say. A couple it. bears up there on the mountain. <laughs> yeah, uh, just there was Doug Flutie was all over the place. 
Yeah, you know, whatever. So pretty much, it's public land. I mean, that's that's yeah, that's what happens. Know the risks. Hey, the one guy got us good though. We got him good too. It was a mutual getting. (laughs) He got us. He got us good. We we brought each other into each side of the park, basically. I'm always like, (laughs) don't even. No, I'm going to. I'm always. I mean, I always think. First off, that's a hunter. I right. always just I assume it's a hunter because you, you think I've never. Yeah, I think the worst. I'm not gonna right. unless it's close and you can tell. But <laughs> so we get there's hear a bugle, and it's you know a few hundred yards away or whatever. We get a little closer and hear another bugle. I think it was. And then Nathan looks at me. He's like, "There's a ninety percent chance. <laughs> that's a ninety percent chance that's an elk right there, man." I'm like. I don't think so, but we'll play the game. Ninety percent chance. <laughs> so we play the game for a minute, and we walk, and there's a hunter right across. So we were over on this park, and he was sitting over a, 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 wallow. a wallow. I'm like, "There's your ninety percent, bud." <laughs> that guy disappeared. He did. He, did. he, he went straight up yeah, over the top. I, I, he might have been an elk, honestly. Dude, he had something in him. That that might have been what was wrong. All the elk might have morphed into humans. <laughs> something I don't, and that's I what don't, we saw so many hunters yeah it, it was just it was a bad and you know they had bad weather out there this year uh, we were talking to some of the locals and uh they had 10 less feet than they normally do no of way. snow and obviously it was dry rain they had that fire yep. not too far from where we were at so i'm sure that had something to do with it it was just a weird year yeah, yeah. well and to fast forward i mean we ended up having to leave early yeah uh, we weren't seeing anything and then uh, Colorado had a... And you a, left early due to a large amount of snow that was yeah, coming. Yeah, snow that was coming. It would be like 14 inches of where you guys were, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. Yeah, and it would have been in the middle of when we would have had to leave. So we right. would have had to, you know, dealt with going up and down passes and stuff in snow. And none of us are really excited about driving, you know... Not saying we couldn't... We could have done it, but... It's we're like, flatlanders. You're right. I mean, we all Missouri drive. roads, no problem. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, those mountain roads. I mean, you meet somebody on them. It's it's a. I mean, a you're different. scooting by. And it's inches. You're pulling and, trailers and campers. Right, and it just wouldn't have been a good scenario. So we gave up hunting an extra day just to. Yeah. Leave so we ended up leaving early. However, yeah. the the trip was not totally lost because Pat, you drew a mule deer tag. Correct. Correct. And what was it? Day three. No, uh, day, four. Day four. Day four. You decided to stop chasing elk and said, hey, I'm going to go hunt real right. deer today. I, need, I needed a break. Right. I was starting to hurt. So tell us what happened. So went to Nathan and Micah went to the mountain we normally hunt. Tried and it again, I yeah. pretty much just turned around and went the opposite direction. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't look like it's that high and it's not very steep. So I'm just going to walk I mean, it was more aspen. More aspens. Right. It's, it's aspens. It's, it's open. I mean... Their the, trees are twenty yards apart, right? Wide open. And talking to some of the guys, they said <coughs> they hunted there before, and they were like, "Yeah, we seen mule deer over there." So we kind right. of put it that in the back mm-hmm. of our heads. So I walk up there. I don't know. I think I made it like five, six hundred yards, and I saw two or three mule deer right away. Kind of tried to still play them, and um, they winded me. So I just went up a little further and found a nice park to sit in and sat there. And I had a couple hunters coming above me. At like 30 yards from me, raking and bugling their heads off. <laughs> they had no idea I was sitting there. And I was like, well, I don't really want to ruin their hunt, so I'll sit here for a while. I sat there, hung out. And then I decided I had enough of this. Let's go somewhere where I can see for a ways and see what I can drum up. And see what you can see? Yeah, see what I can see. So I decided to walk back. Way back down, I'm walking the same path I walked up. 
and I'm about probably 400 yards from the quads, and there's a doe and two yearlings at like 60 yards or something. I think I arranged them. And I'm like, well, crap, I'm in the wide open. <laughs> this is not good. I mean, they're going to spot me and bust. So I took like three hard steps, got behind a tree, and waiting for them to cross the other side, and they disappeared. And I was like, okay, where are they at? So I poked my head out. They're walking right at me. They turned like, into hunters, didn't they? Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> so they're walking right at me, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to shoot. Don't know if I want to shoot. Ranger, well, when I got her range at like 28 yards, she picks her head up and stomps and snorts at me. I'm like, okay, it's it's over with. I already had an arrow knocked. <laughs> so she turned and was quartering away and let an arrow fly and dropped her in the tracks, which I've never seen with an arrow. Um, it was really weird experience seeing an animal fall no immediately track. no track yeah. yeah those are nice i just remember we were telling the story to somebody when we were out there and about you know our buddy was able to get a mule deer and it wasn't gonna shoot her but snored at her so he got shot he goes oh whitetail hunter huh <laughs> yeah she blows you, to go you blow at me you <laughs> can't tell everyone else in the woods up there yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so it was it, was it nice. wasn't a total loss yeah, pat absolutely. killed a, a mule deer and we got some meat out of it uh uh mike and i were actually coming down off the mountain and we were able to get a hold of pat and uh he got it all out on his own so. i know i was super excited about <laughs> yeah, that. i did not really feel like going. It, i mean it you would have it'd been nothing most time you got to the quads it'd have been a, a five minute walk to where i was at right yeah it's the best kind yeah so. no it worked out pretty good because by day four we were i mean i don't know how many miles we put in total but We've definitely put in more miles than we ever have in the past, I feel like. Yeah, we were tired. I mean, Russell and Brandon. Uh, Those guys went hard. They went hard every, every day. Me every and day. Micah, the night before our last night, went to a new spot and hiked like six and a half miles just in that evening yes. just to get into where we were Something going. Different. Then Tries we didn't see anything. I mean, not even any signs. So. And to, to complicate some things, if people don't realize this, Colorado shut down some over-the-counter units. Like 12, and, I think. And made them draw only. Yeah. Uh, after talking to – even some of the locals out there did not pay attention or realize. I mean, it's one of those things, well, we always go to that place. They want to go get their tags. And they're like, well, you can't. That's a draw-only unit. And they're like, oh, crap. So that relocated a lot of hunters to different places they weren't normally going. Not to mention the fires. The fires also – they shut relocated. Down. They shut down some they stuff. Down we some talked units. to me and Micah talked to that local that last night that he uh, he drew for uh, a mule a mule deer, a mule deer in yeah. a unit that they had to shut down because yeah. of the fire. I guess it was kind of, it's kind of like a sought after unit for mm-hmm. the mule deer too. He was saying. Yeah, so, so he had to make a less you know yep. second decision. And I will say this: the hunting sucked. We ran into people from Florida, Virginia, Georgia, Texas, Ohio, Arkansas, Arkansas, Arkansas. Missouri. And, and Colorado guys, and, and everybody was cool. Yeah, I mean, it was. In fact, we almost had a really fun, a cool story that would have been awesome to, if it would have worked out. But I guess this guy, his his uncle, his name is Kim. Mm-hmm. So Kim from Virginia, if you're listening, talking about you, uh, I doubt anybody's listening. <laughs> not, not from. Anyway, Virginia. his uncle has been coming out uh, elk hunting for 44 years, and then um, what was Stewart? This is, uh, yeah, his yep. nephew's name was Stuart. He, this was his first year. Stuart shot a bull opening morning, um, and they couldn't find it. And we had heard from a local that some guys from Florida came across a kill site or a, or a, a dead elk opening morning. Um, 
and it ended up quartering it. Um, if I remember the story correctly, hanging the the rack in a tree, the tree that they're they, at. They hang the meat also, and they hung the meat. Oh yeah, that day they pretty much just got it ready. They got it ready so it wouldn't spoil. Right. So, yeah. Uh, got back to their camp and then contacted CPW, and CPW told them, "This is all hearsay, by the way, that they could have the meat, um, and they'd have to uh, turn in the, the antlers, I believe. Right. But yeah, they wouldn't have to use a tag. Well, we end up running into this Kim and Stewart coming off the mountain one day. Uh, from a day of hell day three day three and they're like oh we're looking for our bull and he and we're like oh what is it it's a six by six and a six by six is exactly what the guys from florida found and then i i think russell asked him did you hit it high and back he's like yeah and that's exactly the shot the guys from florida noticed and the guys from florida also recovered the arrow the arrow was in the oak so hopefully if you match arrow to right quiver so we're like hey we might know where your bull is you know, we didn't know where the guys from Florida found, right? You know, this this dead uh, bull. But anyway, long story short, we stop in at this these Florida guys' camp, um, and we let them know, hey, we might have found the owners. I guess mm-hmm. you'd call it. Yeah. And uh, ended up Virginia and Florida guys got together, and it ended up not being his same bull, one. Which sucks, yeah. but yep. hey, at least you know it would have been a cool story. And that's uh, that's what's cool is people would help each other out. Yep. Up there. It's good effort by everybody trying to connect the dots. Yep. So anyway, we got home, and then it got even more weird because <laughs> we're home for how many days? Uh, I'm home for how many days? We got home Tuesday morning at like 7. Yep. And Friday night, me, Andy, and Andy's dad, Roger, are headed back. <laughs> yeah. So the whole time they're gone, obviously, we were quarantined. Our quarantine is running out. We're sitting there kind of going stir crazy. Uh you know, we wishing we were there, wanting to go. Uh, we farm, so we got we we're scheduled for three days of rain. And long story short, we knew we weren't going to be harvesting, and time was right. Me and Dad talked about going, and Nate was like, "Well, you know, it, it's a long drive for two people." And basically, uh, Mike and it was going to go. My brother-in-law was going to go. And he's in construction, and they moved a job on him and moved his deadline uh, since he was back. And then we were on again, off again. And so, he, long story short, he couldn't go. Nate's like, well, I, I can probably go back. Get in the truck, Nate. <laughs> Here we go. And we uh, got in the truck Friday night. Uh, we actually recorded a podcast. Yeah, we had to get a show done. Got in the truck at, it was probably 9.30. 9.30, yeah, something like that. And off we went. Um, this, uh, trip had obviously not much. <laughs> this trip uh, was actually worse, man. <laughs> yeah, it might've been. <laughs> so we get out to Colorado new unit. We decided we're going to go explore someplace. We have not been for the future. Just something different. You know, let's go, go find. So I, you know, had, we were mobile. We did not we pull anything out. We were just in the truck. The on three of feet. us. Yep. No four wheelers, no horses on our feet from, you know, public access. So we get out there. Um, I did some research via GoHunt.com and Onyx and had some ideas where I wanted to be, uh, thought I wanted to be, probably six different points. Um, we get out there, and we're heading down the road to the first point, and my truck throws an emissions code at us and tells me I have 175 miles until my speed's limited. Uh, we were, I don't know, probably... At least an hour from a town. We were, we were an hour from town, basically. Any town, not like a city. Yeah, just the, the nearest town. Right. And uh, so we didn't know what to do. And it, that was on Saturday. 
Well, Sunday dealerships are closed, so we can't get it looked at. So we said, well, we're going to, well, park and hunt. Well, first place we parked, we didn't like the sign. They've been logging it. No sign. What's, we went for a short walk. Didn't even set up camp. Well, let's go down the road a ways. A little better, better, bigger, broader area, a little darker timber. Went down the road, got set up, and uh, we kind of messed with the truck a little bit that night. Took off Sunday and uh, went for a hunt. Sunday morning we hunted, yeah. Yep. And there was a little bit of sign. Uh, they'd been there a couple weeks ago, you know, before I'd say. Uh, honestly, there was one time we, I'm positive there was wildlife, mule deer or elk, within probably 60 yards of us. But it was so thick and it was so steep, we couldn't see the direction the noise was coming from. And then nothing ever materialized out of it. Right. But, uh, Went for a pretty pretty solid hike that day. Did about seven miles, if I'm not mistaken, that day. Uh, seen five wood ducks on a little and little, a turkey, just special and a turkey. We were, <laughs> to be honest, it was nap time, and we were sitting there, and this turkey comes by, and um, all of our eyes were closed. And I hear this familiar sound. I'm like, "What in the world?" And this turkey's in there putting at us, and opened my eyes, and I didn't sit up and look down towards my feet. And there's a turkey probably 10, 10 yards, yards from us. Uh, it was one of those, I think we surprised each other. But so that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then. Uh, Any experience you have with animals out in, you know, the wild is, oh. you, you're, you're thankful for. I mean, yeah, yeah, it wasn't an elk, but you're thankful to have those experiences because you don't have those sitting at home. Right. Well, and, we have turkeys sitting at home, but not Well, yeah, <laughs> those experiences, I'm guessing. And, you know, I, I remember at the end of that day, your dad acting like he might want to kill both of us when yeah. we uh what did he call that road we ended up walking up or that I'm trail i'm pretty sure it's just flat out hell but i thought he called the devil's asshole and that's also <laughs> yes uh my dad is 64 and he's better shape than i guarantee i'll be in at 64 uh, he gets around good he, he, he does, does very well in the mountain I, th- I think but he kept up with me and nate he did. step for step that entire trip and we figured, hey, there's a four-wheeler trail that kind of cuts through. So we took what we thought might be a shortcut. Remembering, we've never been there. So yeah, we're just looking there. at Onyx and thinking, all right, here's the a mistake, great dotted line. Mistake we made was we did not turn on the slope <laughs> portion of the Onyx trails. So we get to this four-wheeler trails, and it is literally probably, I don't know what the grade percentage would be, but it was probably up two feet for every Well, when you're standing feet. flat-footed, yeah. you're looking at the, your face is in dirt. Right. So, I mean, it's, you know, you feel like you're walking straight up and, and we we either turn around and hike three hours back the other way to go where we came from or we, walk. we get up that and Roger liked to kill both of us, I think. It at was that realistically point. probably like linear, like straight line, probably 800 feet from bottom to top, but right. we gained, I'd say 200 feet in elevation. Sure. Yeah. I it mean, was, it was, sounds it, like it was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it was up there. And so yeah. we got up to the road and had to make the hike back up to camp, which was another mile and a half, probably up a road. So uh, that was a good one. Yeah, that was day one. And day one actually showed us the most promise. Mm-hmm. We we found some wallows that had been used probably in a, the last week or two. The sign, you know, all the poop and stuff was a week or two old. It, they were just they were never where we were. It was almost like that big snow that came through. They were there right at or right before right. that snow. And then afterwards, they'd already relocated, and it just wasn't nothing within a day or two fresh. There's no yeah, nothing you're looking for. Mule so, deer, I'd say yes. There's mule deer sign everywhere. Yeah, there was. Never seen one, but. So then day three is a Monday. We hunt in the morning. Yep. We decide, hey, we need to get the truck in. 
Yep. So we get the truck into a town that had a Chevy dealer. Um, they take a look at it. They clear it. Well, first of all, we decided the night before we tried to take the the um, we took the batteries on I mean, the the connections right, off right, the batteries. Right, yeah. We tried everything we could to get this truck reset so we can get some miles, make sure we can make it everywhere. Nothing worked. Code was still on. I checked it that morning. Checked it that night. You know, just trying to figure it out. We pack up camp. Took us about an hour and a half pack up camp and get in the truck. Turn the truck on. The code's not on. It's gone. <laughs> code is gone. After we've packed up camp. After we packed up camp. Check engine lights off. Everything is off. So we kind of knew what the dealership was going to tell us just because nothing was actively going. Right. They can't do nothing. Right. <laughs> they went ahead and pulled the code for us, told us what it was. Basically, you know, they're hoping your best case scenario is to hope it is a just a, a glitch. You hit a you know bump and something right. shook loose and cross your fingers, hope and make it home. So that's about all we had from that. They said, worst case scenario, if what that code is is really wrong, we have to pull the cab of your pickup. <laughs> minimum 10 hours. And not to mention, we can get the parts in two days. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, minimum of 10-hour job and two days till we get the parts. It's like, oh, uh, let's hope this stays off. So, yeah, so then we move. We decided we're the out new here. spot. Yep. Yep. And... Uh, we found a spot closer towards home. Right. Um, we were quasi familiar with it. It was kind of the back range of where we normally go, but yeah, just further south than we've ever been. And so right. we we find a spot we think we like. Uh, Beautiful scenery. I'll gorgeous. Say that. Yep. And uh, hunted uh, a morning. Mm-hmm. And then we decided, yep, there's nothing here either. There so was absolutely nothing. nothing there. We pack up. We did see a dead squirrel, which made me happy. And a couple coyotes. Because those little bastards pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then uh, we go get a hot meal. Oh, yeah. And we're leaving from the hot meal. But first of all, time the hot meal, <laughs> they forgot they we forgot were us. in the restaurant. <laughs> and so our, we ordered a pizza. Our pizza sat there for probably an hour before we, I mean, which is kind of our fault. We ran into another group of hunters. Yeah, we were chatting. That was super nice. They were, they were awesome guys. Guys from Minnesota. No, Wisconsin? Wisconsin and Texas. And Texas. Yeah. And uh, two of them had bear tags. They had muley tags. They were there for the entire month. Uh-huh. One of them had already killed a bear. I mean, it, great guys to talk to. They, it was really fun. Then we realized, our pizza's not here. It's been forever. So Nate went in. and Nate does what Nate does. <laughs> Nate does what Nate does and made stuff happen. And our pizza came out real fast. <laughs> I just looked at her. I'm like, hey, is our pizza done? She goes, didn't you order that to go? Or takeout? I'm like, no, we're sitting right there. I said, no, we are to here. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, we, we, we get our food. It was good pizza, by the way. Yes. And uh, we eat, and we go to, we're going to a new spot. We were going to try to uh, one last spot for that evening. We're going to check out some wilderness area, just something yep. different we've never been to. And we get in the truck, and boom, his code comes back oh, on. Pulling out of the parking lot of the restaurant, the code kick clicks back on. So we make the decision to start heading back. And we wanted to get to Denver is what our hope was. Well, we get to another town. The next town that has a dealership happens to be the next town. Yeah, and they didn't help us out, so we go to an O'Reilly. Shout out to O'Reilly's, by the way. Oh, man, the dude from O'Reilly's. What was his name? You remember his name? Steven? Steven. And if I could give that kid a raise, 100% would. He helped us out. Uh, He he got his code reader on there. Um, He allowed Andy... To do some stuff so that we could clear some I'm pretty things. Pretty sure O'Reilly's head, headquarters is not listening. <laughs> Nobody's but, uh, listening. That uh, he's like, well, 
if you happen to hit this button and see what happens. It'd clear the code and all that. So um, it did not work, unfortunately. So we ended up limping into Denver. <coughs> and then the next, we get a hotel room. Time out. What? You're forgetting the 45-minute period where we had the truck shut off in front of Eisenhower Tunnel. Yeah, that's just normal. We sat in traffic. Literally, there's like eight of us that just turned our vehicles off. We did not move. Yeah, they had for they 45 had the, minutes. They had the two tunnels shut down to one lane total, and so they were directing both sides, you know, both traffic directions through one side of the tunnel, so you wouldn't see any cars come the other direction. So it, it that's what happens there. I mean, they got to yeah. get the work done. So anyway, we get into Denver, get a hotel room, and then show up at the dealership the next day. Andy is positive that he is either going to we're staying in Denver or he's trading in Frederick. I was going through every every scenario. I even text my wife. I was like, scenario one, they get it in, they erase the code, we come back home. Scenario two, they get it in, tell it's gonna be however long to fix it. I'm stuck here for four or five days and you know, that is what it you is. You guys get a rental car and head back. So, right. so, and then we get a rental car head back. It. Then we have to drive back to Denver, get, get the your truck. truck. Yeah. Then Pat actually, he was like, well, I'll come get you. So we, we talked to Chris. Russell. We're going to get my dad's truck, Russell's tra- Albert's trailer, and send them out. You know, send him out there to come get us. Well, then if you think, okay, that's 10 hours there. You got to load us up 10 hours back. Still we're, not getting home. We're not home we for to. 24 hours. Right. And I was so angry at that time. I was like, I'll see what they got on the lot. They can just keep, <laughs> they can just keep mine. I'll be honest with you. And uh, luckily, that place, I would tell you, was Stevenson Chevrolet, Stevenson Chevrolet in, Denver. in Denver, Colorado. If anyone is listening and you have truck needs, it seems like they're more of a truck Sure, truck I don't, we don't, none of us know them. Uh, um, they, were, they were awesome. They got us. We were at their doors at 7 a.m. Yes. And Andy explained to the guy what the deal was, and the guy's like, hey, our, our service techs come in at 8. Yep. I'll get you right in. I'll see if he's here early. They had your truck back there before 8. We pulled out of the dealership at 9.30. We were gone. Yeah. Bye. By 7.30, someone was looking at it. They ran codes. They did tests. They tried to make it. It's a it's a, a diesel pickup, so they tried to make it manually regen. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't do it. The code was back. So I pulled the truck into the bay. At and the, the dealership. At the dealership. The code was on. Shut the truck off, gave the guy the information on the truck, walked outside. The technician comes in, gets in the truck, pulls it around. Code, wasn't, code wasn't on. It was gone. <laughs> Jeez. So, again, they don't have anything to go off of because the code's not there. Right. And so, yeah. But anyway, so they, they got it cleared, and they can go back in and look at uh, History. His, historic codes and stuff. So they knew what it was, and they get it they get it fixed. We think we're good, and then we get as far as Topeka, and his truck goes back into limp mode. So we were close enough to home by then that we ended up limping home. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we had like 20 miles left until we went to four mile an hour. Yeah. <laughs> something close. like that. So, hey. Ha- well, maybe not that close because I have enough to go get my, uh, we'll call them adjustments or. Uh, <laughs> um, you have enough I'm, to get to we're the. We're going to get some parts mechanic, taken off of this truck quote unquote. pretty quick <laughs> to the mechanic. Uh, delete, 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 delete. <laughs> Yes, so uh, we're going to get some parts taken care of on that Duramax and get it running like it should be. There you yeah. go. So uh, that was our trip in a nutshell, which was terrible. 2020 Oak season in a nutshell. Can, yeah. Yeah, that, hey, memories. No fun. Memories I don't want to remember. But. The person who made the best decision or had the best time, 
was Mike who didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> Saved all his money. Yeah. The person who made the worst decision was, was me because I went, went twice. twice. <laughs> uh, but, hey, still got to go. A lot of people don't get to go out west and chase elk or muleys or yep. anything. I'm and you know, we're for the opportunity. And, we're yeah. blessed to get to go out and enjoy that time together. Absolutely. We, had, we spent time with good people in a good place. Yeah, it wasn't what we wanted. Got to enjoy my wife's lasagna, Pat's wife's cookies. I ate peanut butter and jelly for three days. We did do that. That we really missed Albert. Yes. So our father-in-law, who cooks for us usually, is our camp cook. He doesn't hunt. Uh, We did not have him the second time. So. And the second time we took bare essentials, just a quick trip, and was basically cold meat sandwiches and peanut butter and jelly, which nothing is wrong with. But after day three, you're like, I want a hot meal. Yeah. Uh. So. Anyway, all right, we put a bow on that. That's hey, for everybody that was kind of wondering how things were going. I know we had some Instagram posts and some Facebook posts. There's our season. Uh, yep. So, is what it is. It is. That was today. <laughs> this is tomorrow. And we'll talk about something else. We'll do it live. <laughs> Play it out. <laughs> what does that, that mean? mean? All right, so let's talk about some whitetail. Yeah. Yeah, that gets me excited. It gives me new hope. I just want to start this part off by... The first doe I see, due to elk season, is probably getting shot. Dude, I've been thinking the same well, thing. Well, if you'd have came with me Friday, we would have killed a doe or two. Well, since I got back on Thursday or Wednesday night, yeah, I had to do some some home time there oh, for a while, get some stuff taken care of there. Minor details, but yeah. Uh, so I'm, by the by the time everybody listens to this, it'll be I think this dro- this one will drop beginning of October, real close to first October. So maybe we'll just talk about you know what our how are we going to handle the first part of this season? You know, uh, we're, we're recording this, I think, September 20th. Uh, so a little bit before we'll be releasing this, but um, has anybody been out yet, Micah? You I've, been? I've been out twice. Both of them were evening hunts. I went out uh, opening day in the evening. I took Brindley with me, actually. And, I mean, I wasn't expecting to see anything, but she loves to go out there with me. And we had a great time. But, yeah, we got skunked. And then I also went out yesterday. Yesterday and same thing. It's yesterday I mean, Saturday? Yeah. yeah. Wait a minute. You posted something on Facebook or Instagram about going hunting Saturday morning. Yeah. I didn't get to go morning. <laughs> I, don't I don't know if you guys saw that. I did see yeah, that. Yeah. The wife said no. I'm proud Pretty of my much. sister. <laughs> not, not quite in those words, but yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> yeah, if you look on Instagram, you'll see what we're talking about. But no, I was able. She let me go. She let me go Saturday evening. So, but I went out there and kind of same thing, just skunked. So, right, it's early, so I wasn't yeah too bummed. You know? Yeah, I just it's kind of one of those things. You just kind of want to get out in the woods, no matter if you don't see nothing yep. or what. You just want to get out there. So, I think I'm going to hold off for a little bit, at least at that spot. I think. Well, and now we're getting to the part where crops are going to start coming out. Mm-hmm. Patterns so, are going to change. Yeah, they're changing. At least in our area. Yeah, they're going to start changing. I've, I mean, on the ride over here, I mean, people are already shelling corn and stuff like that. Right. So here pretty quick, things are going to hopefully, you know, pick up. Is anybody so. else? Well, Pat, I'll, go ahead. You've been out a couple times. I went Friday after work. Um, it was, I think, oh, shoot, I don't think I got to the farm till 530, 545. And pretty much sprinted to the stand. I was like, hmm, I don't see anything in front of me. I'm just going to go as fast as I can. And I uh, got, got up in the stand. Actually, I pulled all my cards on the way to the stand. 
and I got up in the stand and sat there for 40 minutes or something. I had a couple does sneak in behind me and ended up getting down one to me. Um, about 20 yards and I thought she was going to snort and blow at me so I was going to shoot her. <laughs> gonna have, you're going to have to shoot her too. <laughs> but she just stomped and uh, turned around and walked off and I actually ended up watching those same two does until about 7.30. I could still see them and then finally they walked off and climbed down at dark and bounced those two again getting out and I had one at my truck. 20 yards from my truck when I got to my truck after dark. Just sitting in the back like, hey, just take me. Right. <laughs> then I... Get in. Yeah. And I checked my cards that night and noticed they had been in my food pot, which is, I don't know, probably 40 yards from the stand, roughly. Would you Would you? Yeah. Guess? Yeah, Andy. Yeah. And uh, they had been in the food pot every morning till about 7, 7.15. And I woke up late Saturday morning, so I decided well I'll just wait a little bit longer make sure they're out of the food plot and get past it yeah which so. i'm really happy past mentioning food plot we did something uh, we normally don't do we're again we our food plots are in areas we don't farm for a reason whether they're hard to get to or they're just poor soil so we've been doing a little bit more soil care of them put some lime down and uh we actually two weeks ago i think maybe as well, you guys were in Colorado. You, yeah, we were. I in got stir crazy and decided I, I went and fertilized food plots, and uh, we have some, you know, spray, sprayed and fertilized food plots, and uh, they are greening up really nice right now. And I'm hoping, Beautiful. hoping we hit the time just right to get a little late fertilizer, get them to start greening up about the time crops come out, give them something green to go to whenever you know the beans are dying, corn's dead, give them something green to go to here. Uh, in the the late fall uh, i'm really hoping that that's going to help a lot but uh we timed it just right i think on some fertilizer i'm pretty happy with nice looks real good uh, i'm kind of the point where I, i'm still like a little whip puppy after the elk trip that yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm like i'm beaten down at the moment and so i have not hunted yet and part of that is because my wife put up with a lot for about two straight weeks you probably had the best wife out of all of us. Yeah. She, uh, <laughs> Two trips she, to Colorado. I went first time and then get back the second time. And honestly, I didn't even have to freaking ask her. She's like, hey, you can go with them. I'm like, what did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I've been I've been pretty much not home for a couple weeks. And now I'm just, you know, kind of beat mentally uh, when you just suck that bad for two straight weeks at hunting. Yeah. <laughs> so... And you couple that with the two places I really hunt, uh, about when they go hard horned, I have a big shift. I call it like the, you know, the September shift or whatever. Dan Johnson talks about it a lot on his, uh, his podcast. And when they go hard horned where I'm at, they kind of disappear for a while and I know it and I'm fine with it. They'll come back. So I need to go check cameras in one of the places. Uh, Russell actually went and checked cameras at the other one, and they've done exactly what we thought they would. Normal. They've kind of just scurried off. Um, so I'm guessing that's going to happen at my other spot, and so I'm I'm trying to be better this year. Um, I recently listened to a podcast on southern ground hunting with a guy named Bobby Worthing, Worthington that came, uh, came on with them, and he talked about being more patient, and I'm going to try that a little bit this year. Last year, I mean, it was – Patient se- as far as – like, like uh, when to go, like not nah, just beating yeah. the hell out of the woods. Not forcing right. the, the wind and not just hunting the right times, basically. Well, you, right. You, Nate, you've always been pretty good about hunting 
your certain wins that you can hunt. Once I learn not to be an idiot, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, you've been pretty decent about that. This one, I mean. I mean, when I I first started hunting, I was like probably anybody else. I didn't care what I smelled like. If I, you know, smelled at all, and I didn't care what the wind was. If I could go, I went. Right, right. Then I started listening, honestly, to podcasts like Wired to Hunt and Nine Finger Chronicles, and they always were talking about shit like the wind and playing the wind, and I'm like, maybe I ought to try that. And I started doing it back then, and then all of a sudden you start seeing deer. And then you see more deer, and you're like, oh, maybe it's because they can't smell me from 500 yards away, you know, or whatever. And so I've always tried that, but I also have been a guy that when I get the chance to hunt and the wind's right, I'm gone, whether it's September 15th, 27th. This year, I'm going to maybe try to be a little little less invasive. And, you know, Bobby in his episode with them kind of talked about not educating mature bucks. Yep. When you don't even know you're educating them because you might be educating does that change their habits because you've been there that makes him change his habits. He preaches big about that rut. That right. Yeah. So I'm going to just kind of be a little, try to be a little smarter this year and not just go to go. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I'm going to check cameras. If they're there, I might be going. <laughs> I say I'm one, I guess, I in what Bobby said, I listened to that podcast with you, some of it. Yeah, we had a 16-hour drive home. Yeah, we had a pretty good drive, so we had some time. Uh, what he's, a lot of what he said is definitely true, but I'm also a believer at the time. If you got a, a mature buck that you can early season pattern, Take advantage of it. If you can, yeah. If you can. But, like, if that buck, um, a lot of the bucks, when they come back or if they're still at one of my places now, they're going to be nocturnal. I'm not killing him anyway. There's nothing I'm going to be able to do to make that buck come out uh, an hour and a half earlier than he's going to. Right. All I'm going to do is put my scent in there and educate him. And so, if I let's, I'm going to try to get out and check my cameras tomorrow and if if that's the case and you i've got that buck on camera that is coming by you know an hour and a half after dark i'm i'm doing nothing for myself once he's went hard horned before they get all ramped up by trying to go in there and catch him slipping he's not going to he's not going to get out on his feet unless some doe goes into freaking heat for some reason but so i don't know i'm gonna go soon but right now i'm just kind of mentally beat yeah, you know, I don't believe you. And I mean, kind of the same situation. I got, I got that little itch out or whatever. So I did my little. Got hunt. your sets in. But you know, they I, call that herpes. I checked, I checked two. <laughs> <laughs> I checked two of my cameras, and just like I thought it would be, all the bucks are still at night. You know, I still get a few does here and there, and that's mainly what I was hunting for. Those first, those first two sets that I had, I was just wanting to get a doe, fill the freezer a little bit. Um, but yeah, now I'm going to kind of back up wait and see what happens i still i'm still i still need to go check the camera on the other farm that i have but i would assume i would assume that it's probably the same thing they're probably still just moving at night for right now and that i need to do some some doe (laughs) management on one farm um you think yeah (laughs) got quite a few but what talking kind of a combination of what what nate was saying i have one buck i think i'm really going to push after this year um I'm not saying I won't shoot some of the others I have on camera, but there's one buck I really would like. I have him on one camera on that farm. And so I know I know he's at least been in that spot. 
So I'm really thinking about avoiding that spot pretty heavy until mid-October. And then uh, I got a couple of stands I can get to pretty easy without you know too much impact on that place. Right. And for some reason, the does are huddled at that point in time on my salt block in that corner. And I want to, I think, have to, I mean, for the purpose of the herd, it's, it's yeah, I need to take a few out. Um, and I'm going to use the Share the Harvest program. Uh, here at the the locker, which is an awesome program um, for my herd health. I need some out, but I, my family doesn't you know necessarily need all the meat. Right. Definitely not going to let it go to waste. So, one, I'm going to make some jerky out of one dough for sure. So you'd be good with with one like the meat off one deer this year. You think one or two? Right. So I mean, maybe maybe take what take a dough, make some jerky. You know, get that. I have an itch to make some jerky and some deer jerky right now. So. Yeah. And then the other one I'd like to donate. Yeah, I think it's twenty bucks. And then they have other donors that help. Um, I don't know a lot about the program, but I know that it doesn't go to waste that way. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, and actually, I've been talking to one of my other buddies, Jeff. Um, we we might go hit a uh, a public spot mm-hmm. near here that we've been checking out. It's actually when Micah you told me about um, last year. Oh, okay. That. Uh, we might check it out together sometime. We've been wanting to hunt together. Yeah. He doesn't have any property around here anymore. He sold um, some property he owned. And so we're like, hey, you know, while we're sitting here kind of, while I'm sitting here kind of buying some time maybe to go hunting, trying to be smart at my spots, um, you know, we might hit some public ground and try some kind of mobile stuff that I've been itching to do anyway. If it's the property that I'm thinking of. It is. Uh, I know where I can. I talked to the conservation actually while I was there. And he told me where to go. So. Yeah, yeah. And it's you know it's a pretty big property and yeah, but it's also in a pretty populated area and we've never been there so it could be busy but who cares? Never know. That's yeah. I mean can't kill them at home. It's hunting. Yeah, yeah. Can't kill them on the couch. So it could be fun and we might try that out. There's a couple uh, public spots around us that I've been wanting to try one um, further away that is big that yeah. I've never tried out and it might be something to do of an evening if I got time or something. So. Life's busy right now. I just got home from Colorado, so I got to try to catch up on work. Um, got a daughter in softball and volleyball. Um, got a son in baseball, so most nights are spoken for at the moment. Um, so might be a minute before I can get out, but that's kind of what I'm hoping for. And that's part of it too. We always can't wait till just the rut to hunt because, like everybody else, we got got lives to keep up with. You got to hunt when you can. Yeah, right. absolutely. So. Does anybody else use and another another thing I'm wanting to use? I'm gonna stay away from the one spot with the big deer. Use one stand I have, good doe travel, you know, for some some herd management. I got another stand that I'm going I, I have in the past. Honestly, it's it's too high in the tree. It's like 25 <laughs> feet in the tree, but I, I use an observation stand. I can literally see this entire field, and it's in corn this year, which mm-hmm. I always have better luck when that field's corn. It goes corn beans. Uh, but you saw observations. corn, depending on the year. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> use it as an observation stand just to see. A lot of times I can see several deer, but ne- they're they're not in bow range, and sometimes not even gun range for me, comfortably. So, does anybody else use observation stands? I think I'll. I haven't. Um, yeah, I've never had a property that would pretty much allow for that. Honestly, yeah. mm-hmm. I know a lot of people do. Well, no, not saying that. Usually, <laughs> you know. The way it's set up, you know, it's just... I mean, just don't you, have it. You it's know not, all the properties I hunt, so right. it's not really there. Yeah. I know yeah. a lot of people do it, like, um, pretty I mean, sure Mark Kenyon utilizes yeah. Yeah. Uh, observation stands a lot where he gets some intel. 
Um, I just, yeah, I'm kind of the same way. A lot of the stuff I'm hunting is in timber. Right. And so I could maybe set something up, but I never have just because I'm like, hey, I'd, I'd like to maybe move in and right. try to kill something. Now, two years ago, I killed my buck out of that observation stand because he kept... So it's not an observation stand. He was, but it, well, <laughs> he was just skirting that spot, you know, and just he was coming closer and closer each time. Oh, I know which stand you're talking yeah. about now. Yeah. And, and finally, he crossed the a waterway in front of it. Uh, I don't know how many times I've seen him, probably eight, nine times in person and then obviously cameras but that's on youtube ain't it it he is yeah. yeah it is on youtube uh dead to rights outdoors uh did a little self-filming on that one yeah uh, first attempt at it so if anybody goes yeah. to watch it be gentle yeah be, yeah, be easy be don't, easy don't judge too i got a couple turkey hunts I, i'm you know in my in off time i try to put together one is pat's yeah, another one's mine uh they're fun i like i like piddling and some some filming stuff it's just something to do that's that's what we've talked about filming before and i filmed pretty much all last year Mm -hmm. and i didn't harvest anything last year and i've got some cool footage but i'm like what the hell do i do with all of this right there's there's no kills on there there's i mean i've got a couple coyotes on camera that i killed right you know during the season i'm just like who wants to watch this though like i mean (laughs) well i like watching people shoot coyotes (laughs) Yeah, so that's a good time. Yeah. Filming, I mean, for me, it just adds a different aspect to the the whole hunt. I I enjoy thoroughly enjoy that observation filming. Even I mean, small yeah. bucks fighting or yeah, you know, just whatever it might be. That's a, a, the place near you. Yeah. that I hunt. Uh, got those two young bucks. Yeah, full fight right in front of me. Yeah, the, unfortunately though, they're in some brush, and so the camera basically sees these you know little bodies every once in a while. But right. you can just hear him getting after it, and I'm like, that that's cool, but like, what do I do with it? <laughs> <laughs> Put so, it out there, man. Somebody will look at it. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, and I'm I'm planning on doing it again. You at um, I've got a, a second stand set up in one of the trees, and yeah. we talked about maybe, you know, doing some filming of each other every once in a while. Yep. Um, it you know it does sometimes get difficult because when we want to hunt, um, you know, I was really bad about it was it two years ago i killed my archery buck early in october and i could have freaking filmed for all of you guys and you're jones and to go again because yeah <laughs> i did that three years ago killed one super early and i swore to myself i'd never do it again because i could not it kind of ru- ruins it yeah. almost. no i was pretty happy <laughs> well, you're, happy <laughs> you're happy about it but it's also like man, everybody else is having so much fun out there and i'm just that's you know. honestly the year i bought my camera to start filming because i took my nieces and nephews youth season and i tag along every once in a while and now i'm addicted to it yeah that was a cool a crazy year because i killed my archery buck pretty early in archery season and then my rifle bu- my rifle buck was opening day of rifle season mm-hmm. so i'm like god i gotta stop doing this so fast You're right. <laughs> but then you know you don't do it like last year then you start pressing yep for whatever damn reason it's not like there's any pressure on you but you start pressing right. at towards the end of the year and whatever but if, he, if, if he's out in front of me i'm gonna shoot him i don't care what time yeah. <laughs> what time no, of the year you it don't, is. don't don't pass, up, don't take pass, up pass those up what is that uh, what's that saying don't pass up something on the first day on that the first you day that, on the last or right. something like that yeah bird in the hands better than two in the bush yeah that one too yeah, yeah. So sure. that's what we got going so far for for, <laughs> for deer season. Um, as soon as corn comes out, I'm gonna put some. I, I've I, before corn went in, I cut some shooting lanes in a in a tree that every year I see deer come around this corner, 
Uh, I'm going to be able to use a very specific wind on it, but I'm going to hang a stand and get some stuff going there. So, yeah, now we're excited. I mean, that's what we got going right now for uh, for for deer season. Um, we're hoping to kind of get some more content as far as uh, deer hunting goes with some some guests coming up. Yeah, get some tactics. Yeah, we're some gonna tactics. Start talking and, tactics with people. Yeah, so. it'll be some fun. We might sprinkle some other topics in there, but for the most part, during deer season. I'm guessing we're going to be talking about deer. I mean, um, you also got fall turkey. Yeah, we, fall might, turkey, we might work something in there. Actually, it opens up soon. Quick. I think first yeah. of October. I think it's October first. Yeah, isn't it a full month? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I didn't no, look at my dates yet. So. I know my dad loves fall fall turkey, so he he might be going shutting the combine I, down a day or two and go. I doubt. That. I don't know if it can be. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> I doubt. That. I don't know if it can be exciting as spring turkey. I've never really hunted fall turkey, but right. spring turkey is so much fun. Yeah. You know, yeah, I like, I mean, I've never been, I mean, I used to be a big turkey hunter, but I think it really enjoyable just with the bow. I mean, it's it's nice that Missouri, you buy your archery tags, you still get you two, get the, yeah, yeah, you still get the two turkey you, tags. You know how so. many turkeys I've shot at with my bow and like shot over the back of them? Eleventy. Eleventy? Probably. I mean, I've gotten one. Like, oh, that's it. 30 yards. Yeah. I just let it fly. <laughs> it happens for sure. Yeah, it is yeah. pretty cool, though, when you buy your deer tags, you get two two turkey tags, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. your two any and your two turkey. Yep. Yeah, after buying that elk tag, the uh, the deer tags I bought, and I bought a small game tag, too, just in case mine expired, so I want to be able to shoot a coyote or whatever as well. And uh, I think it was a total of $29 for me so far. Yes, I did shoot a grouse. Oh, yeah, you shot a grouse in Colorado, yes, too. Yeah. That was an expensive grouse. Yeah. It was really expensive grouse. <laughs> yes, it was. Lost an arrow on that one. Rocks. No. We didn't lose great, it. Great rocks. No, it, it apparently looked like a grouse. It stopped really quick. We found it. <laughs> <laughs> we know exactly where that thing went. It, right into a rock. It, it <laughs> bent my broadhead backwards. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean. It's a pretty bird. It, oh, yeah. They're it was gorgeous. pretty. Yeah. You fry that thing up yet? No. I'm hoping it tastes good because if not, I'll be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> It'll taste good. Yeah, we'll see. That's if I don't screw it up. So anyway, you got you guys got anything else before we hop off here? Uh, wish the best of luck hey. to everybody out there. Yeah, good luck to everybody. The season is here. This is what we've all been waiting for. Share your kills with us, um, your oh, harvest. Do we want to say that? Okay. Okay, never okay. mind. Ta- tag us. I mean, tag, yeah, yeah, tag us in your harvest pictures. We'd love to see them. Um, we don't know for sure yet, but we might be doing – it's uh, happening. Some sort of a some type of giveaway. What would you call it? Something? A giveaway or a contest? Maybe. Yeah. I wouldn't call it con. It's ish, ish. Yeah, Both. I don't know what the hell we're doing. We're Just, doing something. We we like to see your guys' successes, no matter the size, no matter what doe buck, doe buck turkey, youth season, whatever. regular season bow gun. Tag us in it. We love seeing them. And, and it uh, would be beneficial if you had a hat <laughs> while you're taking that picture. <laughs> picture. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> You're so subtle, Micah. Well, I'm just saying, not let's not beat around the bush. Yeah, we're yeah, gonna, we're gonna have some sort of contest, I think, yeah. and, and we've got some more hats coming. And uh, the contest might involve if you purchase a hat and then you put a picture of tag us in your, your tag us in the uh, tag us in the picture, and then if you have the hat in the photo or whatever, yeah. you're entered to win something, which we don't know what that is yet. We're gonna find some. Yeah. Uh, Micah's. But if you already have a hat, that works too. You don't have. To this buy would be a, a new great one. spot for you to do a dad joke about Micah jumping the gun on this. I wasn't. I'm, I'm not even. Prepared. Uh, <laughs> I'm not prepared. You I'm not, prepared. not prepared. I'm not ready. Those come naturally. So anyway, yeah, 
Tegas, uh, I, I got a few buddies that have killed some stuff already. Um, guy from right here in Odessa, uh, Brandon Russo, killed one either today or yesterday morning. Beautiful 10-pointer. I showed awesome. you a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, deer. So there's some big ones going down already yep. um, five days into the season. So uh, I've been seeing some photos on Instagram and uh, some so good job, guys. Some of these Missouri hunting Facebook groups right now, there are some monsters coming some, down in the first couple of days of season. Yeah, Man, usually, usually you know, you get those guys that get the does and stuff like that, but I've seen a lot of good deer. Good cool. bucks going down. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. Congratulations to all you guys, if any of you guys are listeners, because that, that's awesome. Yeah, so tag us in those photos. We love to see them. Um, we'll come you, up with some type of giveaway for this for this deer season. We'll yeah, figure it out. We'll yeah. do something. And we'll let you know. Don't the, know what the hell what, but. Well, hell, it might be out before this even airs if we. Yeah, you never know. You know, we'll we'll Just post watch that Facebook, on yeah, watch Facebook, Instagram. Instagram, and stuff. We got it in the works. It's gonna happen. So, right. <laughs> so good luck, everybody. Hope everybody gets out there, and uh, we'll talk at y'all later. Can't kill them on the couch. That's correct. Is that your dad? That's joke not a dad joke. Oh, okay. I don't have one for today. We said that honest a couple with you. times. I'm not, I'm, I'm not prepared. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you. All right, there's the show. Elk trip 2020 in the books. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Close the book. Yeah. 2020. 2021. I've never been it's a... It's got to be better. I've 2021 never... will be better. We will go back. We will maybe find elk. That's I've never fun. been a proponent of burning books, but if this is a book, I'm burning that bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I want to forget about this year. It is so bad. Kind of a witch hunt on these elk for us, I guess. It's, it's no wonder that's the year we had in 2020 for elk hunting. It's just... That's a perfect... I mean, I'll just be honest. All the signs were there just to stay home, and I should have just listened. Yeah, we we told you. (laughs) We told you what was going on, and you just couldn't help it. And Then you drug me along back out there. I mean, I don't blame you guys for wanting to go back out there, though. I mean, you never know. Y'all went to a different spot. You never know what's going to happen. We did see some cool stuff. I will say I felt like my money was a little better spent going back out. You know, at least I hunted some more. more. Yeah, I mean, you never – like we talked about, Andy, I think when we were making the decision to go or not, you have no idea what's going to happen when you go out there. Nope. The darkest, I mean. <laughs> oh, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's darkest before dawn, what they say or something. I mean, sometimes you don't think anything's going to happen and boom. Yep. It happens. So It only takes one. I mean, and yeah. that's the thing. But It did not take one. We, we couldn't even find one. So, <laughs> <laughs> But at least we went and had some, some fun times. Oh, Me, yeah. you, and your dad, you know, enjoyed ourselves and um, – then yep. got to really have some fun, but uh, yeah, put a bow on it and whitetail season. Get after some whitetails. The fun stuff. Yeah, stuff you we know po- how to yeah. do. Yeah, if you and can- you just freaking jinxed, jinxed every single one of I'll us. I'll take it. I'm, You'll take, take it as long I'll as you do. Jinx. I'm good with that. I'll take. The you jinx. can have it. Take hunt. the juju. I'm not gonna hunt till January now. <laughs> <laughs> wait till the year's, wait wait till 2021. Up. Yeah. Yeah, fifteen days after January, <laughs> getting, getting it done then. Yeah. So. So. All right. Hope everybody enjoyed the show. Um, good luck to everybody this this season. Have a good one, guys. See you, fellas.